Hey there, Koejo here, and I understand that running your own Facebook ads can be quite complicated and intimidating, and yet, at this point, you're not ready to hire out Facebook ad management. So, if this is you, I can teach you how to run your own Facebook ads. One-on-one, -on -one, unlimited support over the next 28 days. We will have three Zoom calls, and in between those calls, you get all the support and all my strategies I will audit your graphics, your ad copy, make sure that you're set up the way that's working best for my clients. We'll take care of all the analytics. I will coach you step by step how to troubleshoot ads, how to know when to scale, and how to read all the signs so that you're equipped to run successful lead magnet campaigns and profitable sales campaigns and registration campaigns for your launch or what have you. If you need this kind of support from me right now, then click the link in the show notes below. It's the art of online business forward slash call. I've been doing this all along, but now the offer is just focused on helping you run your successful ad campaign within the next 28 days and the next five people get a pretty nice discount. All right, the link is in the show notes below. Back to the episode. What do you get when you combine simplified digital marketing, proven ROI strategies, and Metallica blasting from his headphones? You get Rick Moore ready, of course. So strap in, grab your bulletproof coffee, and get ready, because this is the art of pay traffic. Here's Rick. All right. Welcome back to the Art of Pay Traffic podcast, everybody. Thank you so much for Coming to hang on me today, really appreciate it. Hope you're having an awesome day, whatever you're up to today. This episode number 209, and I'm your host, Rick Mulready, and I'm here to simplify online marketing for you so that you can scale and create consistent income and freedom in your business, because that's what this is all about, right? On today's episode, I'm really excited about today's episode. We're gonna be talking all about how to use challenges to grow your list and make more sales. And joining me to share his expertise on challenges is my good buddy, Zach Spuckler. Zach is pretty much synonymous when it comes to challenges. He's the first person I think of when I think about challenges. And what Zach has done over the past few years here, he's created a step-by-step -step framework for how to use challenges in your business to do six-figure plus launches. And it's that step-by-step -step framework along with how to use Facebook ads in conjunction with the challenge that he's going to share with you here today. Zach really has a love of systems and marketing in your business. And when I have questions around systems in my business, he's the person I ask. And he's brilliant when it comes to uh, this stuff. He's done a little bit of everything when it comes to online marketing and online businesses over the past several years. Super, super smart dude. I'm really excited to, to uh, welcome him here to the show here. Long overdue, by the way. On the show today, you're going to learn what a challenge is and the three things that it can do for your business. We're going to talk about how Zach started out using live streaming to get new clients for his Facebook ads business and how what he learned from that experience has really helped him here today. We talk about the way that he transitioned to doing challenges and how he tested different things along the way to arrive at the framework that he's going to share with you here today. We talk about what has not worked for Zach when it comes to doing challenges so that you don't make the same mistakes that he once made. We talk about the challenge system that he uses start to finish, including the complete email follow-up series that he recommends for making sales. 
We talk about how to use Facebook ads, blog posts, and more to get people into your challenge, what niches challenges will and will not work best for, why it is not the best idea to give too much content away in your challenge, how to run evergreen challenges, and then two warnings that Zach has for those of you guys who are looking to automate your challenges. That and a whole lot more. We dive into a lot of stuff here with Zach today. But before we dive in, I want to give a big shout out to everybody leaving awesome ratings and reviews for the show over on iTunes. Huge thank you to everybody who's doing that. A recent rating and review came from Mojo BC. I love that name. Mojo BC says the social advertising podcast, five stars. I accidentally bumped into AOPT after listening to a few other podcasts focused on the on paid traffic and social media advertising, this one was the best thing to happen to me and my business in a long time. Rick breaks down high quality info and advice into bite-sized pieces. That's what I that's, that's what my whole goal is. Literally every episode is like an aha moment for your business. So thank you to Mojo BC for that rating and review. And thank you so much to everybody who has left a rating review for the show. I really appreciate it. If you have not yet, make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on anything that I'm putting out here on the podcast. And if you wouldn't mind taking a second, if you haven't already done so, to leave a quick, honest rating review for the show, it's a huge help and I'd really appreciate it. So thanks in advance for hitting that subscribe button and also leaving a quick rating and review. All right, my friends, without further ado, let's go hang out with Zach Spuckler. Zach, what's up, my man? Welcome to the uh, podcast. It is so good and very well overdue to uh, to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I think we first talked about this like <laughs> a year and a half ago or something. I was like, I got to have <laughs> yeah, you on the show. So. And here we are recording this at the very end of August 2018. So I'm really excited to have you on the show. We're going to be talking about challenges. You are the challenge guy, if you will. Um, you know, I, I, when I think of challenges and, and I know that so many people that I talk to when challenges come up, your name is kind of synonymous with it. So I'm really excited to dive into uh, this whole framework that you've created and is proven like this stuff works and we're going to hold break down the whole, you know, how like the whole uh, challenge funnel, if you will, and uh, kind of talk about, you know, the types of things that you've put into play and tested. And, you know, we're going to break this whole thing down here today, which I'm really excited about. Um, before we do that, share with uh, share with AOPT Nation here a little bit about you and and uh, and what you're up to. Yeah, so my name is Zach Spuckler, and uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of known as the challenge guy now because I've been doing challenges for a couple of years now, and we really created a, a system on how we run our challenges. But before I did that, just to rewind a little bit, I started my business back in 2015, and I started it because I'd done everything imaginable to kind of generate money online. I started when I was about 13, back Googling make money online. And I used to do everything you could imagine from paid surveys, which is super old school. I don't even know if you can still do that anymore, but so paid wait, surveys. meaning you were paid to take a survey. Yeah. Getting paid to take surveys. Dude, that's super old school. So old that's, school. that's scrappy making money online. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So I've done that. I've done freelance writing. I've done website flipping, Amazon affiliate marketing with SEO, I've done direct sales, I had a food blog, and in February of 2015, I kind of sat back and, and was like, 
I was super burnt out at that time from the food blog I was running. And uh, food blogging is like this really intensive process. I have nothing but respect for the people who do it full time. And I was kind of burnt out from developing recipes and photographing and marketing. And I, I stepped back and I said, okay, I've done so much over the last 10 years and I've always been relatively profitable. I'd never really lost money on a venture. I've always made money. But I said, you know, I've never become a millionaire. So we need to figure out <laughs> what I'm doing wrong. Wait, and that that was your that was your measure of success. <laughs> right. <laughs> Am I right. a millionaire? <laughs> right. I love right. it. So I was like, you know, clearly I'm I'm doing something wrong because I keep pivoting and changing. And I said, what's the common thread of everything that I've done? And it came down to marketing. And at the time I was really fascinated with Facebook ads. And so I started Facebook ads management, really small scale. And I really quickly amassed a, a small following of clients within like my first 30, 60 days of doing this. And what ended up happening was people were like, well, how are you getting clients? How are you building your email list? How are you doing all this stuff? And so I took this stance that I could start teaching people what I was doing. I couldn't teach, you know, how to make a million dollars. I couldn't teach you how to get rich overnight, but I could at least teach people what I was doing to land one-on-one -on -one clients. And that led to the birth of my first course that was all around live streaming. That's how I was getting my clients at the time. And over time, I've just evolved and, and grown with the marketplace and my audience. And, you know, now I have a couple of different products, but my primary product is my challenge program where I really sat down and said, if I want to run challenges as my launching mechanism, what is the system that I'm going to put in place to make it happen? And so we've tested this system both internally and with our students. And now it's our, our kind of flagship product where we show people how to run challenges. So my business has been like this really bizarre evolution that has led me to just a love of systems, marketing, and making things simple. When, when I have questions around a, like a system or getting a process in place for like with a funnel or something like that. Like guys, Zach is the one that I go, well, I, is the one that I ask. We're in a mastermind <laughs> together and it's like the, the, the dude is brilliant when it comes to this stuff. And so another reason why I'm super excited to dive into this stuff here today. One thing you mentioned, Zach, is that when you were managing ads for, for clients um, a few years back, you were getting clients via live stream. And that's when I first remember, you know, learning, you were doing Periscope. And yeah. you were, so I'm curious, what were you doing to get clients? And, and when you say live streaming, is it, were you talking about Periscope at that time? Yeah. So I was talking about Periscope at that mm -hmm. time. And, and really what I was doing was a couple of different things, but mostly I was just talking about how I was managing my own ads to build my email list, what I knew about Facebook ads, my strategies around Facebook ads, and people would be attracted to me. I just had a really simple way to contact me. Uh, I would say like, you know, and if you're looking for help with your Facebook ads, reach out to me here. And we just started slowly amassing clients because I was giving lots of value on a really consistent basis. At the time, I was live streaming anywhere from three to five times a day for almost a year straight. Oh, wow. It That's was it was intense and I don't really do that anymore and I yeah. don't necessarily <laughs> recommend it. Um, but that's how I got my start. I've, I when I get started with something like you said, I'm, I'm a little scrappy sometimes. I love it because I mean, this is one of those things where people think like, well, I'm just going to start out and I'm, I'm going to have clients magically appearing and I'm, you know, I'm not going to need to do any of the work you were doing three to five times a day positioning yourself as as a go to as an expert in this space. 
within you know in the topic of Facebook ads, just sharing what you were doing, and you know you were you were you know like hey if you want uh, if you want help with your stuff let me you know contact me let me know and you know that that didn't happen overnight you really put the work in what like how long did it take you to get to a point where you were like you know this is this stuff's really working now. Yeah, it really took about six months. Okay. Um, six months is when we really started to see the tipping point of mm-hmm. things were working really well. And, you know, I had studied, like I said, you know, I, I've been a nerd of marketing for a really long time. And so when I first kind of got into live streaming, we started building our email list pretty quickly. And it was just based on what I already knew. But within six months, we had an email list, I want to say somewhere around like a thousand people, which really allowed us to start promoting products, selling products, testing things out, surveying our audience and kind of going from there. At what point from there did you get into challenges? Like what was your sort of, did you see this being done by other people or was this something you're like, you know, I think I'm going to try to, you know, do something along these lines to, to test it out. Yeah. So I had a friend who was running challenges and I just asked them like, what are, what are you doing? And they basically kind of told me some of the basics of, of how they were doing it. You know, it's five days of content and then you sell your product. And I remember I had this five minute conversation with somebody. I mapped out what they said on a piece of paper and then I started drawing in all my own little elements of of what I thought could be in addition to it, how I thought I could maximize it, where I thought live streaming would fit in. Because, you know, people call me like the challenge guy, but I'm I'll be the first one to tell you, like, I didn't invent challenges. I just created a really succinct system around them. Yeah. And so basically I, I call it my six figure piece of paper. It's just this little drawing that I keep. It's in one of my notebooks and it's just this little map of how I thought all of the elements could play together. And that's what really happened. So we mapped it out on a piece of paper. We tested it out. And every time we do it, we tested out just a couple of different things. We released it out to the public with a small group of people. And since then, it's just kind of become, you know, its own little system that works really well for people in various niches. We have dog walkers that have done it all the way up to, you know, Instagram marketers. I love it. I love it. So so you didn't start testing this out on your list of a thousand people or did you? I did. Okay. So we started testing it out. Probably at the time, our list was a little bit bigger. I would say we first ran a challenge about two years ago. I'd done everything from, you know, webinars to email launches to, Mm -hmm. you know, live stream sales. But this was the first time that we really sat down and had a a really clear and distinct launch plan um, that worked really, really well for us. A challenge was actually the first time we had our six figure launch. Okay. Okay. And so you tested out internally and then you said that you went to a small, you know, Starting into some cold traffic there, but kind of taking baby steps to see kind of what worked and what didn't work. Now you've really refined it, obviously, over the past couple of years here. So take us through the strategy. Now, actually, before we do that, what were some of the things that you did back then that didn't work? I always like to hear, you know, what people test out and you're like, you know what, that didn't work quite so well. So this is what we this is what we did instead. Yeah. So something that we did way back that doesn't really work anymore is that we used Periscope for all of our live streams Mm. and there's nothing wrong with it. You could technically still do it. We just don't recommend it because we were missing out on the opportunity to build uh, video audiences with Facebook. Even at the time that was still new, Mm -hmm. Um, but we were missing out on the opportunity to build a really engaged video audience on Facebook. Um, So that's something that we did that 
on paper sounded really good, like get people over to Periscope. But really what we were doing was segmenting their attention and saying like, be on Facebook and be on Periscope and be in your inbox. And we were asking them to be too many different places. The other thing that we did that I don't really recommend anymore was we would delete each piece of content every day of the challenge. So it's like, if you weren't there for day one, you didn't get day one. And and then we ended mm. up kind of changing our mind around that to say, look, you can leave your content up all week long and it'll still serve people who are coming into the challenge kind of after it starts. So I would say those were two of our biggest mm. missteps yeah. that we learned from, mm-hmm. um, but they weren't like critical errors. They were just a really good learning experience. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So, so take us through now. I mean, you've, you've refined this process for a while now. Like if we were, if, if somebody wants to run a challenge, take us through from start to finish. What does that look like? Totally. So I actually have a little diagram that we have. We turn that piece of paper into a nice little diagram pulled up. So I'm just going to walk you guys through it. Um, but basically the way it works is I always start by saying like, what is a challenge itself? Like just to give a really clear definition, which is it's five days of content followed up by either a weekend or several days of sales emails, okay? So every single day for five days, you're delivering content via email and you're also delivering content via live stream, okay? So that's kind of the foundational element that you have to understand. But basically what happens is you, let people register for your challenge just like you would a webinar or any other kind of launch, a video series. You have a sign-up page where you start creating awareness seven to 10 days before your challenge starts to your email list with Facebook ads, with organic marketing, and they get a welcome email. Now, within that welcome email, you instantly invite people to join you inside of a private Facebook group. Now, you don't have to keep this Facebook group open. It doesn't have to be a Facebook group that exists forever. In fact, it's just a pop-up Facebook group that only exists for the length of the launch. So you invite people into this private Facebook group. Then every day for five days, three things happen. Number one, you send them an email. Number two, you post on Facebook. That email actually links to a post on Facebook. And then number three, you do a live stream with supplementary content. And you do that every day over the course of five days. You're basically doing three things. You're building reciprocity with your audience by providing value. You're walking people through some of the basics of your system, whatever kind of system or structure you're selling, whether it be how to be a better parent or how to run Facebook ads. It doesn't matter. You're going to have some sort of system or process that you're walking people through. And number three, you're intentionally creating the demand for your program. Now, We'll talk about where ads come into play in a second, but once you do those five days of content, then you follow them up with bonus and sales emails. Now there's six sales emails that I actually recommend and I'll walk you through them really quickly. One is you add in some kind of bonus to your product. So buy now and get this bonus. The second one you send out is for a Q&A. You're gonna host a live stream Q&A where people can ask you questions about your product. The third email is a case study email where you share either your personal story or the story of one of your clients. The fourth email is designed specifically to overcome objections that you know people are going to have. The fifth email recaps the entire challenge and reminds them of the results that they've gotten and how the next step is to take your program. And the last email is just a final reminder to get them into 
the the product or the service or the course. Gotcha. Each of these emails links to your sales page. And then we specifically have a checkout page using something like Samcart that's designed to convert highly. One other thing that we do is a recap page where after the challenge is over, just like you would do a webinar replay page, we have a replay of every single day of the challenge live stream and access to all five of the emails so that they can see everything that they missed. And we link that up in the first couple of emails that we send out via the system. Mm, okay. So just to kind of give a real quick walkthrough of what happens, they sign up, they get a welcome email that invites them to join the group. You do a daily email, a daily live stream, and a daily Facebook post. That moves into the sales emails that link to both the replay page and the sales page, and then you have a checkout page where people can buy from you. So that's the basics of the system. I know that's a lot, so I'll, I'll step back for a second and, and yeah, see if that so makes sense. Totally, I've been taking a bunch of notes here kind of following what along what you've got here. So the live streams, are you doing those in the pop-up Facebook group is my first question. Great question. So we recommend that you do them on your Facebook page mm. and share them into the group. The yep. reason being, we'll talk about this in a second, but the reason being is you're actually going to run them as an advertisement to everybody that's inside your challenge to increase your exposure and kind of guarantee that people are seeing the content they signed up for. Gotcha. Okay. I love that. Because just to, for everybody who doesn't know, you can't do a, a live in a Facebook group and then share it out to your page. You can only do it the, the other way around. And you also can't turn a live in a group or from a group into an ad. Again, just as Zach just said, you can only do it from your page, share it into the group, and then one, because it's on the page, you can turn that into an ad, which is why Zach is saying what he's saying here. Now, when you do a Facebook group like this and you're doing live streams, what if your program that you're selling into doesn't include a Facebook group and like like live stream group coaching or whatever? Do you think it's something that do you have to be really careful to not set the expectation that, hey, you're getting all this right now during the challenge, but in the program or whatever you're selling, you're, it, that's not part of it. What have you seen you know, with that sort of thing? Yeah, so we've done it both ways. We've used a challenge to launch a product that doesn't come with a Facebook group, and mm -hmm. we've used a challenge to launch one that does. I think the biggest thing is communicating expectations and understanding that for most of us, that's going to affect the price point. So I don't think there's anything wrong with saying like, hey, this program comes with this type of support. Mm -hmm. I personally believe that every type of product should come with some level of support, whether that be through a video that's included. Like to give you an example, we have a, a program around Facebook ads and we have a troubleshooting guide in there. Mm -hmm. So we say, hey, when you join this program, if you get stuck, we've got this troubleshooting guide built into the program that's gonna walk you through what to do next. And then within our private membership site, we actually say like, you can ask questions inside our private membership site. And once a week, I come in and answer questions that we get. We find that setting that expectation of what they'll expect, very rarely, actually never has anyone said like, well, I'm returning this product because I got this type of support here and I didn't get it with the product. I think yep. it's just all about communicating the expectations when it comes time to pitch your product. Sure, sure. Now, I have lots of questions around evergreening this 
but before we, before we get there, let's talk about um, you know getting people getting people into the challenge. So we we broken this down, and so I'm just going to recap it real quick as far as. Um, you know, you want to create a pop-up Facebook group. Basically, for people don't know what a pop-up group is, is this is a temporary group. This is just as Zach said, this is a group that's going to be around for a period of a specific period of time, and it's not going to be around after um, after that. Uh, so you want to invite people into the challenge. The first email is kind of a welcome email. You get you invite them into the Facebook group. There's a daily email for five days. You're also posting on uh, Facebook and doing a live stream where you're providing complimentary value there. And then once the five emails are over, then you're going into a six email follow-up that includes like bonus and sales kind of emails. The That first email is a bonus email. Then we do a Q&A email, a case study email, overcoming objections email, recapping the entire challenge, and then reminding them of the types of results. And the next step you know, being to buy the program. And then finally, um, you have a deadline with that email of, of getting the program. Also including a recap page where you have all the live streams and links to all the emails. Did I miss anything? Did I take good notes? You took great notes. <laughs> okay. Great and, notes. And just, to, just to clarify, I'm not looking at the same thing that Zach is looking at. I was just taking notes as Zach was walking us through that. So um, awesome. So very cool. Now, how do we get people into this sort of challenge here? Yeah. So the easiest way is going to be Facebook ads, right? Big shocker, art of paid traffic. <laughs> yep. We recommend paid traffic. We do. Um, but just to go a little bit deeper and give you kind of another way to think about it is we also recommend writing a really great blog post around the content of your challenge. So the challenge is actually kind of showing your audience that you're a subject matter expert. And so what you can do is write a nice blog post related to the challenge with instead of a content upgrade, the content upgrade is, hey, come register for my challenge. Now, this does a couple of really cool things. Number one, it's super easy to get people on your email list and in your organic audience and with live streams to click over to a blog post, right? If you've ever tried to promote, say, a webinar or a challenge that you've done before or a video series, people are kind of reluctant to sign up for those because they're like, well, I know I'm going to get sold something, right? The market is pretty sophisticated now, but it's really easy to get people to click over to a blog post. And if that blog post provides them with lots of value and kind of highlights you as the expert, and then you can drive people from that blog post to the sign up page. So what I recommend that you do is write a blog post related to your challenge, do a Facebook live about that blog post, just like a five to 10 minute broadcast that expands on one part of this blog and then use Facebook ads to drive traffic to both the blog post and the Facebook live about the blog post. Mm. So really what you're doing is driving a bunch of traffic to a piece of content. Now this does two things. One, you actually get people from the blog post signing up to the challenge, but two, you're creating a retargeting audience of people that have read this blog that you can also drive Facebook ads to to get them inside of the challenge, okay? Now, that being said, you also want to do, you know, organic promo of the signup page, emailing your list to the signup page, running Facebook ads uh, to cold audiences right to the signup page. But if you find that that's not working or you have a limited budget or you've got a smaller audience, the blog post avenue lets you really promote a great piece of content that's going to grow your reach. 
Yeah, I love it. So that, that was a note that I, I just took down. I think you just answered it there. So you do recommend, if the budget allows, to be testing both here. So Facebook Live, you know, do a Facebook Live around the blog post, then you're driving traffic, uh, or you, you turn the Facebook Live into an ad. You also are doing an ad driving to the blog post. And if you are able to, you're also sending people directly to the challenge sign up. Is that right? Exactly. Awesome. Okay, cool. I'm trying to think about where to go with this because it's like, <laughs> I think be like, like this is enough, you know, it's like, all right, go do this because this stuff, this stuff works. <laughs> are there, are there any, are there any niches that are probably not suitable for challenges or, or maybe a better question is what, what, what niches are great for challenges? Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing. I always say, because we get this question a lot is like, what niche does this work for? And we've seen really great success with people who do dog training, with people who do manifesting, with people who do business to business, business to consumer. It's mm-hmm. probably not great for e-commerce yeah. um, because you're going to, you know, if you've ever done a webinar or a challenge, you know that you're going to pay a little bit higher CPL. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it doesn't make sense to have a high CPL with a large group and then try and sell a physical product at the end. So it's more tailored towards digital-based businesses, service-based businesses, businesses where you can attract a large number of people and you have like a higher price point for your product. And when I say higher price point, I'm talking like, you know, 197 plus. It doesn't need to be $1,000 or multiple thousand of dollars, Mm -hmm. but that's who it's gonna work really well for. Now, the other thing I always say is it's gonna work really well if you know that you can give your clients a quick win over the course of five days that proves your expertise, their ability, and the likelihood of them succeeding. So the biggest thing about this challenge that that maybe we can touch on is that it's not just like, oh, I'm gonna deliver five days of free content and then people are gonna buy. It's content that's specifically designed to make people desire your product. So for example, when we sold our Facebook ads course with a challenge, we actually didn't do a Facebook ads challenge. We did a simple sales funnel challenge where for five days we actually helped people write out a really simple five email sales funnel. Now the question comes up, why would we be teaching people how to write a sales funnel if we're trying to sell a Facebook ads course? Mm, Well, our Facebook ads course teaches you how to drive traffic. So in order to want the Facebook ads course, you have to have a desire for traffic. Well, in order to desire traffic, you need to have somewhere to send that traffic, which for us, it made perfect sense to help people write a simple welcome sequence that highlighted one of their products so that they had a need for traffic. So if you're in a niche where you can create the need over the course of five days, that's how you know you're going to be successful with a challenge. I think it's I'm so glad you brought that up because it's, I mean, I love that you, you're like, look, I want my, the idea here of the, of the challenge for, for this example you just used was I want to sell a, a Facebook ads program, but it wasn't a Facebook ads challenge. It was around creating a funnel. And it's like, all right, once you get this down, you need to drive traffic into it. So it was a sort of like a complementary solution and but you are also teaching them something that's very valuable i love that do you have any examples of of people doing that like you mentioned the dog the dog is it dog training or dog walking uh dog walking dog walking do you ever do i mean you mentioned a couple times are there any other examples of your students who have done um done this sort of thing where they're they're the challenge is about something sort of next to what they are complementary to what they're actually driving into as far as the sale goes 
Yeah, you know, one that works really well is health and wellness. Mm -hmm. um, and what's super complimentary is having people actually walk through uh, a process to either lose weight or get more energy, even though the product that they're selling might be like how to lose 10 pounds. Let me step back for a second. Yeah. The initial thing that people always say is like, especially in the health and wellness niche is like, I'm going to do a five day clean eating challenge. And what I always tell people is like, look, people don't want to eat clean. They want the results that eating clean creates. And so what people do really well with five day challenges is like, we have somebody right now that's doing a change your habits challenge, five days to change your habits and get healthier because people want to change their habits. But what they ultimately want is weight loss. So the way that this works is sort of complimentary, but a little different in that in the weight loss niche, people are skeptical that it's going to work for them. But if you can show people that they can develop a new habit or change a habit that they have over the course of five days, then they trust that, oh, well, if this person can help me develop a new habit in five days, then I trust that their paid product is going to work for me mm, too. Yep. I um, love it. That works really well. Then there's this whole other side of things where sometimes you don't have to be complimentary. We had a, a girl that did a, a manifesting challenge. And basically it was how to manifest, you know, X amount of dollars or your first client over the course of five days. She was actually able to give people a taste of the results that they would get inside of her larger program on manifesting. And that ended up being a five figure challenge for her because sometimes the precursor you know, just something to think about is sometimes it's complimentary, but sometimes the precursor is just proving that you can get base level results. Mm. Sometimes people are just skeptical that you can even get results for them. And when you can, that's when they know they want to work with you further. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm so glad we talked about this because, yeah, this, I mean, I'm just thinking about this, thinking through this as you're talking about it, this psychology basically of a high converting challenge here that we're talking about. Now, when that manifesting person, can you, can, can you talk a little bit more, I'm sure that you can, with how they position it from sharing what they were doing, like the types of benefits and, and um, solution that they would get from within the course that she was selling? Totally. So just to kind of dive deeper, I think the question is kind of how do you position this, this paid offer once you kind of yep. walk them through how to get the introductory mm -hmm. level results? Mm -hmm. The biggest thing is making sure that they know that they can get results, but this is just a taste of what's in the larger program. Yeah. So, for example, with the manifesting challenge, the way that she would have positioned it is, look, I got you some basic results over the course of five days, but if you want to take this to the next level and amplify what you've gotten, then I've got this great offer for you that's going to show you how to take it to the next level. Now, what's kind of cool about the manifesting niches, it's a little woo-woo, so hopefully your audience doesn't mind. Um, but basically- We love woo-woo here, we love woo-woo. Perfect. <laughs> so basically what's really cool about the manifesting niches, if you show people how to generate some revenue or the potential of generating revenue or clients, then they're ready to invest in your program because they want to take it to the next level. The biggest thing you wanna be careful of and something that personally I'm guilty of because um, sometimes we do this is you don't want to give so much content that two things happen. One, you overwhelm people or two, you make them feel like they don't need you to do it on their own. Mm. Now, this always comes with a disclaimer because people are kind of like, well, 
I don't want to like withhold content because that doesn't feel good or that feels salesy or icky. I'm not saying withhold content because people need to want you. I'm saying, look, most of us know, no matter what your niche is, that five days is not enough to create mastery. If you make people feel like they've gained mastery in five days, you're doing them a disservice. And so you really wanna be thinking, how can I create, again, that demand? And, and it really comes down to initially saying, am I positioning this to create demand from the start? And so if you position it to create demand from the start, whether it be via complimentary or giving them a taste of the results, you need to be ready on day five to say, look, this is only a piece of what I'm going to teach you inside of my product. Okay. Yeah, that was my question there is, is that, and you just, you just hit it there. So you are by, by on email five, even though, so we got five days of emails and then six follow-up, you know, sort of bonus and sales emails, you are pitching or you are positioning, I should say, the program or the product, whatever you're selling in the fifth email. Optionally, we don't. So we usually don't actually pitch the product until the first sales email goes out after day five. But your day five live stream specifically sells the product. Yes. Got it. Okay. Okay. Um, So we've got this whole system, basically, this whole framework here of a challenge that that converts. We talk. We're talking about you know a a Facebook ad strategy here. Whether it's running directly to a challenge sign up, the blog post, and then having a content upgrade, basically of registering for the challenge, driving traffic to the blog post, doing a Facebook Live about the blog post, which is very meta. I love it, and then turning that that Facebook Live into an ad. Talk to me about evergreening this, and and how to because this we're, what we're talking about here is a doing a live challenge. How do we evergreen this and really automate this? Because there's some things in here that are popping out to me that are like, you know, might be a little bit challenging to do in an evergreen style challenge. Is that true? Yeah. So when you evergreen a challenge, there's a couple of things that have to change a little bit. And it's actually pretty simple to evergreen a challenge, but there's always two things that I warn people, which is number one, generally speaking, when you evergreen, your conversions are going to drop a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And number two, you don't want to evergreen until you've done it live first. Okay. So those are just my two, like, you know, heed my warning, if you, if you will. (laughs) Um, But basically, if you want to evergreen a challenge, what we recommend is that you turn it into a mini course and essentially you take this same process of five days of emails, but you don't have a live stream and you don't have a Facebook post. So the best thing that you can do is drive people from an email into a short video. And this is a video training that kind of recaps what you cover in the email, but gives them that taste of you as a live element, because really there's nothing that builds trust like live video. Second to that, it's gonna be just straight video. It doesn't have to be face to camera. It can be like a slide deck, but basically you would do the same thing, but you would automate this five days of content and then automate the sales emails. And you wouldn't necessarily need a replay page because you would set it up as a mini course. Now, in terms of setting up the mini course, there's like a million different ways to do this. You could do it as a lead page where every day is a new lead page as a video. You could set it up inside of something like Kajabi where they actually register for a mini course and it drips out content every day. You could set it up on your website where they get a password every single day to unlock the content. 
Um, to me, the easiest is just drop a video on a lead page and each day is a new video. Mm-hmm. And then on the last day, you say, like, here's a list of all the links to every single day. Gotcha. Are they still getting... So you're you're saying do the turning the challenge into a mini course. It's is it a video instead of the email or is it a video in addition to the email that you've just sent them? Yeah, so it's an email that gives them the assignment for the day okay. and then pushes them to a video that's supplementary content just gotcha. like you would have done as a live stream oh, but okay, now okay. it's it's taught as kind of a standalone video. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So okay. All right. So there's still the still the standard quote unquote standard daily emails where you're, you know, you've got the that you're teaching them the whatever the the one thing that you want them to do for that day. But yep. the the call to action on that is go watch this video and that video complements that whatever you just taught them in the in the email there. Exactly. Got it. And then everything else. So there's no Facebook group, there's no Facebook lives. Could you and I'm assuming you could, you could still do the blog post strategy right where you have a blog post around the challenge and you just you know this the ads are running people to the blog post and retargeting and getting people to register for the challenge that way but it's all evergreen yeah absolutely okay cool what i mean are there are there any other nuances because what you just described there it's a i mean it's pretty subtle i mean because you're because you're evergreen it you mentioned the very good point of whenever we evergreen something generally we've seen some examples where this doesn't happen but generally the conversion rates and everything is going to drop a little bit are there any other nuances to evergreening you know a challenge funnel like this that we haven't talked about just making sure that you have a Facebook ad set up to retarget the sales page for whatever period of time your cart is open. Mm, this okay. gets a little tricky. Like if you want to be exact where your sales page is only retargeting people within your funnel when they're on day six and seven, mm-hmm. you would need something like Infusionsoft and plus this. I always say like, look, if you're getting started, don't stress over that. Yeah. Set it up to retarget people who have seen the sales page in the last 24 hours or two days and kind of just let that run. But I would definitely set up some retargeting ads to get people into the sales page once they've been exposed to it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay, so so with the retargeting there, the sales page, this brings up another question here. Are you using like deadline funnel or like how are you creating, you know, that the end, if you will, of the of the challenge? Yeah, so if you can use deadline funnel all the better um there's like two types of scarcity that you can use there's uh like real scarcity which something like deadline funnels will let you do so you can actually set it up that like a bonus is expiring or the price is going up for those that don't take action within the funnel or the doors are closing Um, all of those work really really well if you're not using deadline funnel the other thing you can do is send out an email that says like this is the last time i'm gonna share this offer with you that's more like implied scarcity or mm-hmm. or passive scarcity mm-hmm. not a huge fan of that because it doesn't convert as well so we highly recommend that you use something like deadline funnel to create an evergreen deadline gotcha okay i love it what what have we have we missed anything because we i mean I've, I've taken like two pages of notes here <laughs> as you've been talking this has been awesome have i have i missed anything in in for for what we've been talking about here with challenges and and then evergreen them no, I don't think so. The only thing that I think we kind of glossed over slightly that's that's worth mentioning is mm-hmm. that 
when you do the live challenge, when you're actually doing it live, you really want to take every day's Facebook post and live stream and run it as an advertisement to everybody that's seen your thank you page for mm. the registration. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now you can upload your list of emails to Facebook and like retarget them, but you're gonna lose a bunch of people if you do that. Yeah. So what I recommend is that you turn your thank you page from the challenge registration into a custom audience yeah, for and sure. drive all of the content from your challenge to those people as an advertisement. Yep. Here's here's the thing. I call it the exposure effect. The more they're exposed to your content, the more likely they are to actually buy your product. But we know that people don't open emails, right? Like you're optimistically looking at a 50 to 60% open rate on day one, and it's gonna drop throughout the challenge. That's just the nature of email marketing and launches. The longer your launch goes on, the less people open your emails. But you can get this content in front of them by running them as Facebook ads. You don't need to go nuts. We're talking like 10, 20 bucks a day when you've got, you know, 500 people in a challenge will do just fine to just get that message out there and make sure that people are getting exposed to it. Yeah. And so and you're basically turning the so you do the Facebook live and then you're immediately right after that. So you're kind of you're kind of you're on the fly here. You're doing the Facebook Live, then you're turning it into an ad. You're targeting the custom audience of people who registered, and you're doing that each day during the five days where the challenge is going on. Exactly. So you just need to allocate like five minutes a day. Yeah. Set up your custom audience before the challenge actually starts, and give yourself five minutes a day to actually turn those into Facebook ads. Yeah. And if you can only afford to do one, like if you're on a limited budget. I recommend that you turn the live stream into an advertisement because it's usually cheaper to get video views than it is to get page post engagements. Not always, but generally speaking, if you run that as an advertisement for video views, mm -hmm. you're going to be able to reach more of your audience. The last time that we did that, that was our that was our experience. Gotcha. And then from from that, are you driving them anywhere or is it just a matter of look, look, we want you to watch this video? Yeah, so we actually drive them back to the registration page because when you take these posts and you advertise them, what's going to happen is you're going to get natural engagement from people who are in the challenge. They're going to post on the post. They're going to post on the Facebook Live. That's going to create additional organic reach mm -hmm. that new people can see the challenge and register for it. So we leave registration open while the challenge is happening. Yeah. And we're we're essentially using Facebook ads to create this exposure effect. But we're also naturally going to get more people into the challenge. And we see as much as a 20 to with some of our students up to a hundred percent increase in the number of people that register, which builds your email list. Even if those people that join on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, aren't as primed to buy, mm -hmm. they're now going to be exposed to you, your product, your offer. And now you grow your email list at a much lower cost because you're doing this advertising anyway. And you, you get to build the audience of people that would potentially buy. Yeah. That's a great tip. I mean, just you're sending them, sending them back, to even though the people who are watching it, you're targeting people who are already registered, the you know the destination URL for that for that ad. So you're doing video views as the objective, and you're sending people back to if they click on it, they're going back to the registration page, and this is really set up just as Zach is saying, really set up for those the organic reach, the people who you know the people who are in the challenge if they're commenting, sharing, liking, whatever it is, and then other people are uh, are seeing it who are not in the challenge. Now you're you know now you're grabbing them as well for lack of a better way to say it and getting them over to the uh the opt-in page i love it 
anything else that we missed? No, I mean, I think that's, I think that's it. I know it's, it's a lot that I threw at you, but no, dude, I think this you is got so it. good, man. This is so good. Like <laughs> I said, I took a bunch of notes here. I mean, you basically walk through from start to finish how to run these challenges, both live and, uh, and evergreen. You've been doing this, you've been doing this a long time and this stuff works. And you know what? And you and I've talked about this a little bit. I've never run a challenge before. We've not done a challenge and for, for no other reason why it's just like, it's, it's one of those things that we wanted to do. We just haven't done it yet. But more recently, you know, I, there was, you know, especially within our mastermind, there's so many people who are doing challenges and they're crushing it. And I'm like, I want to try this. I want to figure out how to do this as far as, you know, what can we do a challenge for and, and give it a shot? Because I think this is something that you can put together very quickly and, uh, and, and, and get going with, you know, with, with minimal, with min, I mean, yes, you do have to write some emails and stuff like that, but just sort of mapping it out. Um, and we've given you, Zach's given you the map right here, the, the whole funnel basically of what, uh, what to do and what to put in place, even like what email, what the, what the theme of each email is during the sales process. So, um, I love it, man. I love it, dude. Thank you so much for, for walking us through this again. This has been way overdue having you on. Um, I want to make sure that people, you have an amazing podcast. I want to make sure, make sure people can connect with you, learn more about you, get on, get in on what you've got going on. Where can people do that? Yeah. So the best place to go, if you want to connect with me more is to head over to, uh, heartsoulhustle.com forward slash challenge book. And we actually have a worksheet or a workbook over there that'll help you plan out your challenge. It helps you figure out what your topic should be, how to map out your daily topics, how to figure out how to best market your challenge. It's a really simple workbook that you can fill out in about 15 minutes. Great companion to this episode. You kind of listen to it and get everything mapped out together. So if you want to check that out, that is the place to go. Once you do that, you will be on my email list. No shame in my game about it. And uh, (laughs) we promote the podcast there. Um, we'll invite you to follow me over on Instagram there, but, uh, yeah, that, that challenge workbook is probably the best touch point to connect with me. And then if you're more of a social butterfly, you can follow me over on Instagram at heart, soul, hustle. Awesome. Heartsoulhustle.com forward slash challenge book. And uh, also uh, for Zach on Instagram at heartsoulhustle. I'll link everything up in the show notes for the episode here today. Dude, Zach, thank you so much. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a blast. Real quick, big question for the online experts and Facebook ad managers who still have not yet cracked the code to consistent growth in your business using Facebook ads. What if one weekend could save you time, could save you money, and could save you energy for the rest of your Facebook ads journey? And part two to that question, what's the biggest difference between those who do see big time growth with ease and those who ride the revenue roller coaster and can never seem to crack the code for scalable and consistent growth? The answer to that is action. Yes, I know what you're thinking. You've taken action. You've tested and tweaked and researched for days. You're certainly no lazy bones Facebook ads noob, right? But have you taken what I call leveraged action? Leverage action. Taking leverage action means spending your time and energy on what's going to make the biggest impact and shelving everything else. You listen to the show here. You know that Facebook ads are part of that equation, right? But when you sit down to make conversion magic happen, 
That's when frustration shortly ensues for most people. You know that a repeatable framework for successful Facebook ad campaigns could make a huge life-changing impact on your bottom line and those for your clients if you're managing Facebook ads for clients. When it comes to sorting out all the logistics, endless questions, latest best practices, and time and money-saving hacks, you're stumped though, and Google isn't giving you the answers that you need, right? Are you ready to take leverage action and learn more in one weekend than many Facebook marketers spend years trying to figure out? That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to FBA Live. I spoke about this at the beginning of today's episode. FBA Live is an intimate Facebook ads implementation workshop here in sunny San Diego, California. FBA Live is where you're going to learn cutting edge Facebook ad strategies, tips, and tactics that are working right now to grow and automate your business. This exclusive event is limited to just 75 people because this is an opportunity for you to implement and improve with the help of my expert team and me so you can walk away with a Facebook ad strategy in place that will finally allow you to grow your business on near autopilot. If you come in with your ads already running, you'll walk away with them in a better place than when you first walk through the door. So to learn more, hear from past attendees and grab your spot, go to rickmulready.com forward slash FBA live. Again, rickmulready.com forward slash FBA live. All right. As always, my friends, thank you so much for listening to the show here. Really appreciate it. I've got another quick tip episode coming your way later this week. So until then, and as always, keep testing your pay traffic to find out what works for you and your business and they do more of what's working. And I'll see you in the next episode. Don't worry, there's more of RFP traffic coming soon. If you can't wait for more incredible digital marketing strategies, head over to rickmulready.com. We'll see you next time. Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators' ad money? I see these over and over and over again, and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook Ad Manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads Click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free.